This is just a smidge more with Brandy Henson. I'm Holly Stillings, and this is Everything You Want to Know Without an Appointment. This is a weekly podcast where medical profession and real life collide. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Just a Smidge More. I'm Holly Stillings. Thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Brandy Henson. And we have Melody Workman back with us. Hey, guys. We're super excited about that. She is a Sandals uh, creative director. She is a speaker, a teacher, a mom, everything. (laughs) All things. Everything. Doing the best I can. All things. And she brought with her her beautiful daughter, Addison. Addison, thanks for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're like a pro. I can tell already, <laughs> right? The apple doesn't fall far yeah, from the tree. Prepared. Yeah, I can tell. I love it. I love it when people are prepared. It's amazing. It says a lot about them. She is prepared for sure. She is prepared. Yeah. We were talking about this episode and Brandy came up with this idea and she's like, you know, we really should have Melody back on and talk about mean girls. Mm. And I was like, Gosh, we really should. Mm. We both have teenage daughters. Mm-hmm. You obviously teenage daughter. Yep. 17. 16. 17 16. in April. Okay, yeah. 17 in April. Away. Yep. And there is so much that goes on with our young girls. And I'm saying girls because I know boys have problems, but it gosh, it just does not just seem to argue extent. it out and then move on five minutes later. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really wild. It is. Yeah. And the girl drama is at an all-time high. It really is. And it doesn't seem to be getting better. It just oh. seems to be getting worse. Yeah. Yep. And I know when I went to school, there were mean girls or people think you didn't like them or you didn't like them or they didn't like you or whatever the case was. But I don't know if the level was it was as high as it is right now. Right. Yeah. Right. Or do you think there's more awareness? You know what I think it is? I think there's more social media. Yes. Yeah. There's I think more social media makes yes. it, it takes it to the next level that I don't think we had when we were going yeah. to school. Because then you see what you're missing out on, what you're not invited to. Yep. Like before when there was just dial up phones, nobody, you don't know. Yeah. Right. And the level of degree that some of the girls go to is crazy. It's also the chronic texting. I mean, we talk about this the all the time. constant communication. You know, if you had a fight yeah. with your That's friend true. at school. That's true. That's a really good point. Yeah. 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 You'd, you'd have a fight with your friend at school and then it was like, okay, I guess we're going to still be fighting tomorrow. But a mm-hmm. whole 24 hours went yeah, by. Yeah, and you forget. Right? And as now, That's it's like true. there's chronic texting. You're texting each other. You're sideways texting about her. By, yeah. and by the time you get to school the next day, 60 more people hate you. It's yeah. so much yes. worse. Yeah. And there's such a, I think there's a disconnect with parents and, and teenagers in general around what's happening on their phones. Yeah. And it is such a tension to manage. Like how I don't want to hover, but I do want to be in the loop. And you can attest to this a majority yeah. of her things that we've had to work through so much of it goes back to the power of the phone yeah, yeah. and your access to information your ability to be um chronic texting in a conflict is is cowardly so I, I'm going if I'm looking at you right now, mm-hmm. there's going to be a certain way that I talk to you because mm-hmm. um, I'm looking at your face. I'm reading your body language. When I'm just on my phone, I've all of a sudden got all kinds of false courage to tell you off and right, to tell yeah. you. And so I'm like, don't be a coward. Yeah. yeah. You need to have courage to face this conflict. So sometimes she's come to me and been in like relational stuff. And she's like, what should I say back? I'm like, you know, what you should say back. Let's FaceTime. 
Melody, you know what? I, don't we just need we just need you every day? Could you just come by and give us like a little I dose don't know of how Melody you do that. I don't know how you do it. I don't. I'm and I'm I'm being dead serious. I really don't. Like that is exactly it. Yeah. Like you just funneled it down into an exact like chat. Well, we're done. Well, okay, everyone. Bye guys. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> but that is really it. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. Well and you know, we t- we talked about this last time, and I actually said, "Do you remember when I started teaching you don't give your power away?" And yeah. you said, "Oh my gosh, it? that don't- that statement has riveted the the Redlands area. Yeah. I still yeah. use it too." Don't say the girl's name, but just like <laughs> when, when did when did that start for you? Like second grade, second grade. Yeah, I tell Pretty myself else. that now. Like yeah. I actually tell myself, "Okay, like take your power back. Like you can do this." Da 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 da. I tell read that. I yeah. My friend Michelle, you everyone that we know that listened to that episode uses is, it. Uses it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's become even for a recent situation that we worked through um, together around relationships, I just said as we're processing it together, I'm like, can you look back and see where you started to give your power away? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when did I like sacrifice like my boundaries and not have them anymore? Because like yeah. when you're constantly yeah. talking to someone, there's really no boundaries. No, and it's like where is the line drawn? And teenagers don't know how to do that. No, just so adults young. don't know how to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like just learning, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> once or twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think you know one of the things we we talked about just recently was that. Um, for all the mothers raising daughters right now, the world is really good at telling your girls what they should be, mm-hmm. what they should be. Very good. And they are, it's a constant, it's all they hear. It's just like a running theme in their head. I should be this, I should do this. So I look at parenting from, from zero to five, it's like you are nurture. You are nurture. They come to you for nurture. I mean, nursing, mm-hmm. nurture, you're there. Five to 12, you are establishing your, I want to be the primary influencer in your life. And then 12, if you haven't established that by 12, yeah, 12 to 18 is going to be really tough because by the yeah. time they hit 12, we were talking about this last yeah. night, something happens <laughs> yes. to them. That's really I'm true. Not sure yeah. what happened. <laughs> Yes, me existing is embarrassing currently. (laughs) Right, like breathing in this world is (laughs) embarrassing. Look at me today, okay? (laughs) Yeah, you might be a little more embarrassing today. (laughs) But then the payoff is by the time they get into that preteen, teen, you know, seven, especially seventeen, eighteen. If you've established yourself as their safest person and their primary influencer, they will come to you. And yeah, that's, that's what you true. want, because I'm telling you, I'm amazed at how often we talk. And she's like, my friends don't talk to their moms like this. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. like, they don't? Why not? She's like, I don't know, but they, they, they don't. They just tell their moms this, this, and this. And I don't, I'm not, I'm under no illusion that Addison's telling me everything mm-hmm. all yeah. the time. But I do know that we've established a relationship to where she's like, can I talk to you about something? Absolutely. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. Like, let's talk about yeah. it. The other day it was like, I need to tell you something. I made a mistake. Okay. Let's talk about that. Let's yes. work that out. But my gosh, it's so, it's so important yeah. because there are so many other people telling them things and I want my voice 
in her dad's voice, I mean, obviously in God's voice to be the loudest voices that she hears, Mm -hmm. not the quiet ones or not the non-existent ones. And they know, I'm so often like, does her mom know about that? They're talking, I'm like, did she tell her dad? Like, and they're like, mom, they don't care. I'm like, they don't. I'm so bothered. Yeah. Um, Well, and you think everyone's family operates like your family operates. And and then they just don't. And it's, and that might be some of the reason for the situation that you're in and and maybe it's not but it's almost like you know when my daughter has a problem or whatever and I think what you said was really impactful about before the age of 12 Mm -hmm. I felt like things went sideways before the age of 12 Mm -hmm. and that's where we had to we had to go to the battlefields you know we had to put our armor on and role play and and figure out role playing was a big thing for Mm. for Reed and I when she was suffering with situations at Mm. school or a person it was like okay well when this person says this to you what are you going to say let's role play this and we kept doing it and it I think it did help yeah that is that was one thing that I felt really was helpful for us in in her situation Lately, right now, we're in a good spell. Like, I feel like you hit good good patterns, and then you hit bad patterns, yeah. right? We and had a bad night two nights ago. Yeah, yeah. and it's like... Well, here we are. Right now, we're going to clear it, and then something else is going to come for us. So, oh, yeah. You know? And, and I tell her, and Reed, and Reed always says, you know, I, I prayed about it. I, I talked to my mom. I... And these are really key things. And yeah. also know when to just not engage. Yeah. Like, yeah. just... Yeah. Don't engage. Yeah. Like speak your peace, but don't engage. Yeah. Because it's just fuels the fire. I agree. Yeah. And the thing is, as it relates to mean girls, is that I look at it like every day I'm sending my kids into a battle. Right. Yeah. And so how am I preparing them to fight? How am I preparing them to to take hits? How how are they prepared for like what life is bringing? And yeah. so it's a real tension to manage because you've got moms who are like, I'm going to shelter my kids and keep them from all harm. And and I get that. I understand mm-hmm. that because the world is a hard place. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other extreme. It's like they're going to have to figure it out. And somewhere in the middle, I think, is wisdom. And wisdom says they need to be prepared and I have to stay engaged because that level of preparation is going to change as they get Mm -hmm. older. Um, And I also have to know when to say, um, how do you think you should handle this? What do you, what do you think you should do? Yeah. Yeah. Let's rather than I want you to, this is what you should. That's very good. Yes. Cause it's giving them ownership of their own life. Yeah. Well then you get to sort of hear is anything that we've been talking about taking root? <laughs> you yeah. know, if she's like, I'm going to go annihilator. Okay, let's back up. Yeah. I guess I <laughs> you missed, you yeah. missed a point. <laughs> yes, but no. Sometimes there does need to be a semi annihilation just oh, a little yeah. bit, just so they know you've got some teeth. She, I mean, yes. I, I did tell Reed that. Like, you know, that is a conversation we had. Like, don't back down, like, you, you know, stand your ground. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's hard. Yes. Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. And, and they just go sometimes really below the belt. Oh, my gosh it's and crazy it, it is and I think I found m- so many times where if she's been upset or someone has hurt her it always as we sort of unpack that almost every time it's connected to someone's insecurity mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. jealousy and here's the hard truth I've had to say to her you cannot fix that for them no, you right you cannot fix that for them let's pray for them mm-hmm. here's how you 
are going to overcome insecurity in your life. Here's how I want you to overcome jealousy. And you can even talk about some of the things that, yeah. that you've done. Um, and, and But you're not going to become that, but you can't fix that. And so many women, I think they try to fix others' insecurity by shrinking back. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm making you feel insecure? No. Right. I'm not making you feel anything because yeah. I'm not the boss of you. Mm-hmm. You feel insecure and something about me triggers that in you. I need to be compassionate. I need to have empathy. I need yeah. to be gracious. But you have to fix you. Yeah. That's, that's not yeah. my job. Yeah. And if I stop existing, that doesn't fix your insecurity either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what we were just talking about this when it comes to like celebrating your friends or how you handle that. Yeah, I think I don't know, just because I've been on, on online school for a while, like I haven't dealt with it as much right now. But growing up, I remember people would be and still are like very passive aggressive mm-hmm. with jealousy. Like it was never like, yeah, like this song that I wrote is coming out or something like that. And they're like, oh, I'm not going to listen to it. Like that's kind of far. It's mainly just passive aggressiveness. And so I almost had to stop living in a world of delusion of being like, um, like, like ignoring it. And like what you said, yes. like shrinking yourself back, like, yes. that's just, you just can't do that. Right. So yeah. I, had, I, I know exactly what you mean. It's like, well, you want to believe the good. You want to believe that, oh, this is not intentional or this yeah. is not, well, sometimes it is. And you're yeah. just like enough of that. And you, yeah. they got to know that you've got a backbone. Yeah. And what I was going to ask you, going back to something that your mom had said, what do you think are some of the main things that are helpful to you to have you go to your mom? Like when you're having a problem and you're struggling, what are the things that make you comfortable? What What does she do? What does she tell yeah. you that makes you comfortable to go to her with anything that you're feeling? I think it's because really early on, like we established that my mom is not like my best friend. I mean, like you are my friend, but you're a mom first. And like, <laughs> yeah, she's not like going to support yeah. every stupid mistake. Cause she wants to be like nice to me or she's scared of me. Like we never had that. Yeah. So I think as I've matured, I know that I need a community and I need parents that are going to challenge me and that mm-hmm. are going to help me and make me wiser and make me smarter. And so I think the main thing is when I go to my mom, like I know that that's what she's going to do. And she's mm-hmm. not just going to be like, Oh, I'm sorry. I hope you feel better. She's going to be like, she's going to be hard and she's going to give me the truth if I did something wrong. But, um, yeah, like she just, she challenges me and that's what I need. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I don't want that. No one wants to be challenged. No one wants feedback. But, um, I think it's at a point in my life now where I'm like, I need it. I don't Mm -hmm. want it, but I need it. And that's going to help me grow. And I want to become the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. So, And I think you, it, I mean, I'm just looking at you guys and how you guys interact, but there's a fear of your mom, but there's a healthy fear of your mom. Like you yeah. don't feel like, <laughs> I think that it, if you want your children to come to you, you, they can't feel like they're going to get yelled at, yelled at or, or in trouble or yeah, yeah. like there has to be a safety zone. Right like, are you ever afraid to go to her? And talk to her. She's like, well, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. There was one situation recently where I did something that I just knew I shouldn't have done. And um, I was really emotional about it. And um, I just, I was really scared because I was like, this is the one thing that they're like, but don't I don't get it. it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I don't know. So like, I, I talked to my mom and dad about it. I was really scared of my dad because it involved a boy. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh no. And then, but they, they didn't yell at me. They weren't yeah. like, you know too firm. I mean, they, they told me that what I did was wrong, but there are times where I'm scared, but, um, it's, it's usually like never like that. Your mom, are you yeah. more apt to go to your mom and talk than your dad first? 
It depends on what it is. Yeah. That's Usually how it my is. mom. That is, that's how it is currently in our house. Like, like Kennedy will come talk to me about a boy, but she is right. terrified to oh, tell Travis yeah. about it. I don't talk so, <laughs> my dad yeah. about I'm like, I'm yeah. scared. So then I have to encourage, like, uh, your dad just wants to be a part of your life. Like, he should know about this. And so it's hard because I feel like, Harper, it, I guess it depends. If they're mad at me, they'll go to they'll go to mm-hmm. Travis. Yeah, but they're like, Who, <laughs> yeah. who's in a good mood right yeah. now? Right. If she wants, if she wants to buy something, she goes to her dad. Yeah, yeah. that's buy exactly stuff. my girl. Can you order this off of Amazon? I'm like, I yeah. just got her that. Yeah, she doesn't need. But he's like, oh, yeah, she said she needed colored pencils. I'm like, she doesn't even go to art class. <laughs> <laughs> Color code my Bible notes. <laughs> that's hilarious. I love that. Yeah. And I think, you know, why we wanted to have this episode and going back to this is just to so our girls can or maybe the moms listening, I should say, clarify is that, you know, we just want to manage these interactions because it can be so challenging to go to school every day and to have Mm -hmm. that person that is making your life very difficult Mm -hmm. or and, you know, they've created a narrative or whatever the case may be. And just to keep going and, you know, some the things I think about, too, that Brandy and I always talk about is like some kids don't have a parent that they can yeah, come talk right. to. Yeah. And, you know, and then what do we do? And that's what I tell the girls. Like if someone is being mean to them at school or making comments at them, like for what they have or what they're wearing. Mm-hmm. Like I just tell the girls like they they probably don't have right. like what you have at home like yeah. they don't have parents that are really involved because i know they don't some of some of my daughter's friends do whatever they feel like and i feel like i'm the overbearing parent that doesn't let my child go check the mail i do too they literally will not walk down the like to check the mail i'm afraid someone's gonna steal them yeah i do let mine so, i do let mine too. check yeah. the mail but i it's did a send i did send them a video of someone falling off of a ski lift in mammoth oh jeez and it, it <laughs> They just posted it today, and I was like, I always tell Can them, you send me that? Hang I on need to that. And they all make fun tonight. of me. They all make fun of me, and I'm like, no, this really does happen. Yes. So please hang on. Well, Anyways, I mean, literally, even in Mammoth, with the security seat down, I'm like this with Harper. I'm like, scoot your butt all the way to the back. You could just slide right under that pole. <laughs> I just, I sent it, and I was like, see, I just wanted you guys to know that this really happens with the kiss emoji. Like, I, you know. <laughs> You got it. And it's an analogy for life, right? Yeah. It, it really is. Yeah. So what do you think about social media and social life? Do you have social media? No. Well, okay. you have Pinterest. <laughs> yeah. Melody, good for you. I know. It's like, good for you. I, you know, I'll I love you, it. You have Pinterest. Yeah, she has Pinterest and I don't know what I'm doing on there. She's like, mom, I'm like, yeah, my Pinterest. I don't know what that means. Someone's bored. I, mm-hmm. Whatever. Like, why don't you follow me? <laughs> yeah. Have you Pinterest? ever had social media? Yeah, I had Snapchat for a little bit, uh-huh. like behind my parents' back. I mean, uh-huh. eventually they knew, and did I just they annoyed. find out or did you fess it up? Oh, I don't really. Remember. I think they probably found out. I think I had TikTok yeah. for like a little bit too, um, and they made me delete TikTok, and then they set up restrictions. But Snapchat, I like kind of lied, and I was like, yeah. I just use it for filters, and I was like, that's not true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we were like, right. right. Uh-huh. My dad was somewhat okay with it. My mom was not, yeah. and we 
I don't know. I was just, I kind of lie about it. And it wasn't something that we talked about a whole lot. A, re- a recent, a recent study just came out that Adam shared with us. And it, it, it said under, this was the, this was like the data from the study under no circumstances. should people under 17 have social media. Really? It's just they're what they're seeing, depression and anxiety yeah. Yeah. rising. And so, you know, it's so it's similar to how we're approaching dating. Like, there isn't any good evidence as to how it's going to benefit her right now. Yeah, there's right. nothing like this is going to be. This is going to help you be better. Mm-hmm. This is going to help you be stronger. So there's just not a good reason for it. Mm-hmm. And what I am, tra- you know, we've disagreed, but we've also had honest conversations about it. Um, I think right now. At her in her life where she's at, one of the main things I need to help her cultivate in her life is discipline. Yes. Yeah. And I think the enemy of discipline is distraction. That is yep. true. And social media is nothing but a giant distraction. It's true. Mm-hmm. And so as like I'm like, if I love you and I'm not I'm not criticizing or, or you know, can, saying anything's wrong, how anyone's doing anything. This is just decision that we've made. If I know how far discipline can get you in life, mm-hmm. I know if you if you become a disciplined person, what doors will open for you, how successful you'll be. But I know also the power of distraction. The power of distraction leads to depression. It leads to comparison. It leads to laziness. So we're just going to keep focused on in this direction. Dang. And. And, you know, sometimes we, we go back and forth on that. But then but then sometimes I'll challenge her. I'll say, okay, if you think you're ready for social mm-hmm. media, mm-hmm. then here's the time limit I've given you for your phone every day. How are you doing with that? Mm-hmm. Not good. Not good. <laughs> I so could like, answer that for you. So, yeah. then, so then how are you ready for more? How can you steward more freedom if you are having a, a struggle handling the freedom that you have right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never been a, when you turn 16 or when you turn 17, yeah, nothing magically either. happens yeah, that neither. night. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. when someone switches age, um, we've always just been like, we're watching, we're monitoring, mm-hmm. we're observing. Mm-hmm. We'll take it situation by situation. Um, I mean, it won't. I told her, I'm like, this will not last forever. Mm-hmm. This is a temporary season. Yeah. That's one of the greatest things I think we can teach our kids. Mm-hmm. This is a season. This is not going to last forever. You are not going to feel this way forever. Yes. Yeah. So don't make a permanent decision on temporary emotions. Yes. Yeah. Let's let's go through this <clears throat> together. I'm going to be here with you. I'm going to, you know, I also say to them sometimes you there will be things that happen with your friends that they're doing this or they're doing this. A lot of those things end up being unwise. Yes. And so you feel lonely or you feel alone. And I say to them, but you'd rather feel alone than ashamed. Yes. You'd you'd rather be at home. Like I didn't do anything wrong and I was lonely as opposed to I was out with my friends and now I'm so angsty if my parents find out. Sometimes they aren't. And that's also a problem. Yeah. Because now they're so like, they don't feel ashamed anymore. Yeah. Like now they're just so used to that. And that's Mm -hmm. like the norm. And I think so many teenagers are somewhat brainwashed into what the quote unquote norm is and like Mm -hmm. what's normal Mm -hmm. that I'm like. Well, and I think they kind of get into this element of like survival of the fittest and in some of these girl pods I should say it's like you know the mean girl wins the mean girl like everyone's scared of her so they don't want to mess with her so it's like they just take over yeah and that person has all the power yeah and um we've seen that in our in our lives and it's just very it's really um it's a difficult time and I like I like going back to what you said about discipline Melanie because with Reed, my daughter, who's 14, 
she's in a really boring year of her life right now. Mm. She's like at this very small school. She's like, I'm so bored. I'm so bored. Um, you know, she called, you know, she's just like ready to go to a big high school and she's excited about that. And I told her, I said, you know, I think this year you have to be small to become big mm. and you have to learn how to be small. Like we've all learned in our lives mm -hmm. to be small yeah. and bored and not energized and to get up every day and to keep going. Mm -hmm. And that I don't think is something that kids are learning today. No, mm -mm. they have to be constantly constant doing. and, and constant yes. over sensitized. Yeah. Overstimulated. And overstimulated. Yeah. And yeah. And I know our we fail in a lot of that department, too, with our kids. Our kids have a lot. They do a lot. And so I, I tell her now, like, just learn to be small. If you can do that. And it's the same as what you're saying, that discipline. Because yep. it takes mm -hmm. discipline to do that. Yep. And it's going to take discipline to get through college. And we just had Courtney Martin on mm -hmm. earlier today to get through. You want to be a doctor, get through medical school, school, get through PA school, whatever yep. it is. It takes discipline. Yeah. And to learn yeah. to do that now is really key yeah. for the rest of your life. I also think like social media is like what you were saying, like teenagers just can't be bored. They can't be alone. And social no. media is something that they run to. And with me being with and doing online school and not having social media, I do feel alone a lot. But it's it's left me to work on my craft and to work yeah. on myself. Like I'm really involved in music. I write a lot of I write a lot of songs, and so I've just gotten so much better at that because I'm like, there's really nothing else to do. And I would honestly rather work on something that's like substantial, like that, mm -hmm. that's gonna like hopefully be a career for me someday and, and whatever, than waste my time and throw it away on social media. And yeah. that sounds like such a basic statement and like no, such a not. like, yeah. But I just. But it's yeah. good to put your energy into something, you yeah. know, like, yes, my daughter Rita is a gymnast. So it's like I, now this year you're putting yourself into your gymnastics, like just focus on that. That's where all your energy is. Yeah. And I think when you become an adult, I know even for myself, when we feel like we're overwhelmed or we put ourselves into something that we're passionate about. Yeah. Right. Whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And it's so helpful. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that the programming of teen brains today, it is just, it's going sideways real yeah. fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's hard to navigate and it's hard to have a child in this, in this world to navigate it. Yeah. Well, you just, you made a good point. You talk about you're putting your energy towards something. I think we have to be honest with the fact that a lot of teenagers are putting their energy into drama. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Into conflict. That's yeah. all they're putting That's their, what energy their energy into. is going towards. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think that for us as, as moms, as we're trying to raise our daughters, we have to help them one by modeling for them what we want them to be. Yeah. You know, Addison has not been raised seeing me in friendship drama. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I, I don't have it. She hasn't. It's not normalized to her to see mom. She's my friend now. She's not my friend. She's that's yeah. she's never mm -hmm. seen that. I have it modeled for her gossiping about my friends. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. that's just not who I am. So it's foreign to her. And so this is why I do want to challenge moms. I sometimes what I see is you're trying to tell her to be something that you yourself are not. Right. Yes. You're encouraging her to pursue becoming a person that she doesn't see 24 mm seven. -hmm. Yeah. Now I'm flawed. She knows that mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I mess up. I, I had to apologize to her just a couple of nights ago. I'm real. You know, she, she knows that I have real imperfections, but the other thing is true too. I think that she sees me pursuing 
becoming a better version of myself, even in my forties. And so I really think there's a danger today of mom saying, this is what you should do. This is how you should be. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, they're looking at you saying, but that's not who you are. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what you're being. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it's the whole thing, you know, what we do versus what we say, but I'm finding now as she's getting ready to turn 17 and 18, she's recognizing friendship drama in her friends. Mm -hmm. It's foreign to her. Mm-hmm. So how do you handle that? Like friendship drama? Yeah. Like if you had, say you had a situation come up, would you respond to that first or would you go talk to your mom about it first? It depends on how big it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it also depends if my mom knows the person really yeah. well. Um, but yeah, I usually go to her first. Sometimes I act on impulse. Like I had one friend yeah. and we were like in this toxic friendship for a couple years and I every time I would just react on impulse and I would say things out of anger and that wasn't smart and then I would come to her after and be like here you go like what do you have yeah. to say and she's like you already did everything like yeah. that just recently happened where I was like I did this for half a half a year and I made all these mistakes and like what are you gonna say and it was like well you already did all of it yeah. so it's like well and that goes to my next question which how do you separate yourself from potential friendships that you don't want or friendships that are established or how do you quit a friendship Right. Mm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was speaking to both. Um, I think for the first one, I would say setting boundaries is really important, but also self-evaluating so you know what boundaries to set. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a very emotional person. Mm-hmm. So I know that I, if I meet a friend that I don't really, really want to get close with, I can't confide in them about everything yeah. and like bond that emotional like connection with someone. Because then if we aren't friends anymore, like I don't want to be, that's just going to cause a lot of hurt. So I think self-evaluation is really important so you know which boundaries to set. Um, so I think boundaries are, are really important. And also like, if you have a friend who's really close with that person and now like you're constantly together, like you can still set boundaries, but, um, and how do you, how do you set your boundaries? Like, what are some of the boundaries that you think, like maybe an example that we could give our young girls? I think cutting back on constant communication is really good because mm-hmm. um, now this person knows everything about you and mm-hmm. you talk all the time and now it's like now you have to cut that and that's like that hurts. Sure. Um, I also think like what you say and how you say it and what you confide in them or confide in them for. Um, yeah, those are my probably like my main mm-hmm. two. She, you know, there's this thing with teenagers like leaving people on red. It's like yes, the that's ultimate a big thing right now. And I'm now. like, it is. you can leave her on red. She's not going to die like being left on red. And she's like, I apologized and they left me on red for a day. Yeah. I'm like, it's so, why it's do like, you have your read receipts on? Like, yeah. that's yeah. what yeah. It's such yeah. a hurt. It's you such know what, offense. Harper? That was ridiculous. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, now that is a red flag. <laughs> but we've, so we've chatted about that. And I, here's one of the things I've tried to teach her is that it is much easier to set a boundary in the beginning Mm -hmm. then to cross the boundary and then try to go back and reset it yeah for sure i've even talked about this with uh, my oldest son who's 20 in his relationship Mm -hmm. i'm like if you go to the deep end of the pool (laughs) you're gonna have a really hard time pulling back on that so some of those things that she's that's a really good uh, point to make if you get like sometimes you know it's like oh i've met so and so i think we might be best friends okay chill you might not be yeah it's also like the title that you give like i had a friendship it was like a small friendship issue like in quarantine but it was like this person got so mad at me because i didn't call them my best friend and it's like it's the titles that you have like close friend Uh friend best friend it's like there's like tears and if you're not on the top tier like you're nothing to that person so that's a real thing yeah (laughs) 
So should I be offended if you guys don't call me your best friend? <laughs> but no, I, no it Girl. is because I've heard both of my girls talk about this. So yeah. it, it is a thing. Well, I've, I've tried to, you know, to teach her that it's most likely in life, you're going to have a really small circle of close friends. Yeah, our circle gets very, your very, circle very gets small. small. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> we have like only two close friends. Yeah. And I think because friendships are hard and there's only so much friendship that you can both give out and absorb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have a limitation as a person. Yeah. yeah. And your capacity for friendship and her capacity for friendship might not be the same. Mm-hmm. And, and so not you're everyone like, deserves it either. Like that's not for everyone sure. is deserving yeah. of how emotional and loving I am. That yeah. is for sure. People will use that. They, they will. will turn it yeah. on you. You Boy. know, I think you need you need Madison, to start. You just nailed it. <laughs> no. You're your mother. I just have you just summed it up totally in a is. nutshell. But you know what? <laughs> Thank you. You need to start a mentorship for younger girls. Mm. I want because to. all of idea. this. Wi- you're speaking way more wisdom <laughs> than your stated age. It's and true. Think, yeah. Thank you. Like I would like, I would love for Kennedy and Harper to be like, I like really, this much I would wisdom. Love I love that at your age. Thank you. You know, she said, right. She said, <laughs> she said something earlier today. We were talking just about like relationships and you know why why she doesn't date, which we can talk about that a little bit. But she said to me, she's just unfiltered in the car, and she's like, you know what it is, mom? She said that she goes, oh no, no one is as head over heels for God right now as I am. Oh, that's amazing. Well, yeah, we we're talking about dating, and I was like, the reason yeah. why I'm not dating is because all these guys my age, like, they are not in love with God like yeah. me, and they don't, they aren't like so invested in, in love with Him like me. Yeah, and I'm like, I can't have that. Yeah, you can't, Listen, and yeah. you no. have a boundary to know that. Yeah. And I told him, like, and that's why. That had to I be literally a, just got chilled. I literally, look at that. That had to be a proud mom moment. Oh, you know, I, like, I'm driving and parenting like, right into that, that moment. Why do you think we have you on here today, Melody? Okay. But you know what I felt? I felt like, you know what? I'm going to be real. There's probably going to be in a few months or a year. She might not feel that way. Right. She's going to go through ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah. But she feels that way now. Because she is cultivating a deep relationship with God. That's her own. It's not mine. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what's most important. But honestly, what it gave me an opportunity to say to, say to her is, this should solidify in your mind that you are worth waiting for. Yes. Because yeah. if you recognize that you're here and they're here, and that's not a slight, boys just mature slower, slower. then then just wait. Yeah. Otherwise, in every situation, you're settling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're coming down to where yeah. they are. Yes. And why would you do that, Queen? It's the no. impatience of it. Like, yes. Everyone's yeah. just so Im- impatient. Well, yeah. you don't want to compromise yourself to meet someone else at their level. Yes. Just for validation and love. Like, I yeah. get you want to be comforted and, and whatnot, but yeah. you can find well, you all get of that, that from in God. Your, yeah. yeah. And your yeah. family. And, you know, that's, I mean, that's, that's really key. And I think if you... If you have cultivated that relationship with God in your early years, even if you go away from it at some point in your life, you come back to it. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's a it, roller coaster. It is. It yeah. really is. And so yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. I love that. So red flag friends. What are the red flags? I would just say passive aggressive people. That's yeah. like my number yeah. one. Like I can't do with passive aggressiveness. It's mm-hmm. just not. 
like it's my biggest pet peeve one of her brothers can be passive aggressive sometimes and she calls it out every time she's just just like i can't can't handle your passive aggressive i'm like and right now you're just being aggressive (laughs) yeah that's better i think yeah Yeah. kind of is in a way at least you just it's on the table you know what you know what we're dealing with Yeah. yeah i can't stand nice passive aggressive oh that's the worst like almost like a compliment but then not. you're actually like, really good it and it's like the actually like you're yeah. actually talented i'm like you're yeah. actually oh talented gosh, like, my skin crawl like oh, what do you mean I'm no, like, yeah. thank you so much yeah no thank that's you that's what i get you're actually a nice person oh yeah as opposed get, to not you get I'm that not a lot a nice you actually. thought i wasn't no oh, i get Apparently, that no i get that too really? I, I didn't ever really think i would like you oh okay <laughs> And guess what? Maybe maybe you won't. (laughs) I'll sleep unbothered. (laughs) And I think that's the other part is also just compartmentalizing. Like these people that you think are so embedded in your life, they're really just not. And the people that want to be in your life will be in your life and they will be there for you and they will see you for you. But like not you don't have to have these people in your life. You just don't. Yeah, but sometimes people want to be in your life not for the right reasons. too. Well, for sure. But that's my whole point. You don't need to have them in your life like yeah. it's yeah. but you got to weed those people out and, and eventually you find them out it's right? true yeah. yeah it's true as you get older you know as we've talked about this and i think we've actually talked about this before too when you start to see giftedness in your kids like you are you automatically know their giftedness is connected to the per, their purpose mm-hmm. why god created them and created them uniquely and he created them special and he created them with purpose in mind I feel like we could help just completely reverse mean girl syndrome if we were raising our girls to recognize their own purpose and celebrate the purpose they see in others. Yes. Yeah. So like rather than me look at you and say, I'm not as talented as Holly or I'm not. And so now I'm going to be passive aggressive towards Holly mm-hmm. or I'm going to like pretend to like her, but talk about it behind her back or mm-hmm. which is really, I know that I have a purpose, even if I haven't discovered yeah. it yet, it's been just embedded in me and I can look at Holly and go, and Holly has a purpose too. Mm-hmm. And how awesome that I can celebrate that with yeah. her. Yeah. And I tell her all the time, a true friend, this is so key. I think a true friend is a person who's who's not afraid to challenge you, but jumps to celebrate you. Yeah. Yes, yep. that's a true friend. Yeah, yeah. They're not willing. They're they're willing to say, "Hey, Addie, like that. You just said that, and that it did hurt my feelings, and I I want to talk about that." But they're also like, "You did it. I'm so yeah. proud of you. Yes. Look at that thing you just did. Yeah. That's the tr- that's a true friend, and that's why you you won't have Betty most yeah. of your life because that takes a level of maturity that even some women our own age haven't yet achieved absolutely and it's sad but i think it's like i've tried to teach her from a a, when she was really little god created you god has a purpose for you in mind that's why you're on the face of the earth i want to help you discover what that purpose is so walk in confidence even as you're trying to figure it out but when you see others they were created for the same thing with a purpose yeah to make Mm -hmm. the world better to to change someone's life to bring value to bring goodness Mm -hmm. to bring beauty so when you see that recognize that and celebrate it instead of going you being who you are makes me feel bad about who i'm not so therefore i can't celebrate you oh my goodness okay that's it yeah (laughs) right that's it it's turning your insecurity into admiration yeah that's the biggest like that's what i would tell my younger self like 
Like, because yeah. for a while it was, she's better than me, so I feel low. And then uh-huh. as I got older and I got prettier and I got more talented and, like, I just grew up, I became a woman, it was, well, she's nice, but she's not as a good songwriter as me. Or she's mm-hmm. nice, yeah. but she's, and it's, the, either way, it's comparison. Mm-hmm. And when you turn your insecurity, because it all, it's all rooted from insecurity, once you turn that into admiration, but you make it about God, like, it changes your whole mindset. Because oh now it's like, look that. at that child of God. Look look at what he made, how beautiful yeah. that is. Mm. You make it about God, and now it's not selfish anymore. I yeah. love that so much. That's good. That's totally I think that. insecurities are loud. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. In many different ways. They don't hide. Yes. Oh, oh, my gosh. Hide. And we all have them. That's what I was going like, to say. There's- it is literally like... An endless siege of insecurity. Everyone has insecurity, but not everyone is an insecure person. Person. Yes. There's a difference. I have have insecurities. You do. Mm -hmm. But insecurity, a person that has insecurities, they're they're aware and their insecurities are in the backseat. An insecure person, their insecurities are driving them. Yes. Drives their decisions, drives what they say, mm-hmm. so good. drives how they interact, yeah. drives how they approach conflict. Yeah, everything. It drives everything. And so, you know what happens when you're in a relationship with a highly insecure person? You never get to really deal mm-hmm. with the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the insecurity is packed on, it's layered so t- that the real thing is down here. But there's no way we can even get to that because to even have this conversation makes you more insecure. Yeah. yeah. And so I've always just said, man, that it's a toxic trait. It's something that people have to work on. Everybody has it. But if you can be mature enough to recognize it and to let people speak into your life and say, mm-hmm. I do recognize this in you and I want you to work on it. Yeah. And you're willing to do that hard work. You, you know what you become? You become free. Yeah. If you can do the work on your insecurities, you become a free person. And a free person can celebrate the crap out of you. Mm-hmm. A free person mm-hmm. can high five you all day. A free person can go, I love that song you wrote. I love what you just accomplished. Mm-hmm. I love how beautiful you look. I'm free. Yeah. But if you can't, if you're not there, man, insecurity is your deepest bondage. Mm-hmm. You yeah. are enslaved. Yeah. And man, freedom is available. It is available and if you want to do I, your work. I love yeah. that so much. I'm seriously repeating this to my daughter. Today. I'm not even joking. Play her the episode. <laughs> and I think she's a pretty secure person. She's a pretty tough cookie. Yeah, I'd but, say she's pretty secure. But, you know, you, there's always more. Right totally. now she is. Next year, who knows? And the year after that, you know? Yes. You just don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know what hits are coming towards you. Yeah. Well, and as your seasons in life change, yeah. the complexities of friendship and relationships change. Yeah. You could be the most secure person over here, mm-hmm. and then you turn this age or this happens and all of a sudden you're oh, like, everything changes what's happening yeah yeah and it's like you have to go back to what's true yes. God created you he created you with a purpose he loves you he's yeah. for you he's equipped you for whatever he's called you for mm-hmm. walk in that don't forget that you fall down it's, it's okay you get back up yeah. mm-hmm. but man it's really about a search for freedom i just want addison as she continues to grow and become the woman that god's created her to be i want her to feel confident and free Because I think if you're confident and you're free, you're also humble because you recognize everything I have is a gift from God. I didn't make this. I didn't create myself. So you're humble. You're not arrogant. And you're a joy to be around, honestly. Mm -hmm. It's hard when someone's in that bondage to feel joyful around them. It's almost draining. No, it is. (laughs) It is. When you're around somebody with so many insecurities. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. It is draining because you don't, you're like, how... There's no right way to go about it. And you just, yeah, you feel so like 
it's impossible to be friends with someone. And sometimes you have to kind of, if if you're the insecure person, you have to pull yourself out of that like spiral, like, oh, don't go there. Like, I'm going to pull myself back. You know, and I'm speaking from personal experiences. Like when I'm feeling insecure, if I let it go, it will just go. It's like an energy. It will just take over, over and over. Mm -hmm. And you have to pull yourself back and you have to learn self-talk, mind tricks, grounding. These things are all really, really helpful. Um, at prayer. Yes. Like when I wake up in the morning, these gratitude prayers that I've been doing in the morning, I, they set the tone for my day. I really feel they make a huge difference in just my day. Yep. Yeah. But it really grounds you in the mindset of gratitude. Now, listen, I'm going to get pissed off along the way during the day. No, <laughs> there's no doubt about it. 100%. Yeah. But real. I hopefully coming back to where I am to have a good night to where this has been a good day. That's yeah. the whole goal yes. in life is just to enjoy it. And yep. it goes really fast. It does. And our time with our girls goes so fast. It's mm-hmm. like in a minute, you guys are in college and gone. And like, yes, <sighs> it's yeah. it's a crazy, you know, what they say when your kids are little, the, the days are long, but the years are short. Yes, that and is it's so, so true. true. Right. When someone tells you that when they're first born, you're like, well, I'm not sleeping. I don't remember anything. You're lying. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. now I'm like. Oh my god! How is Kennedy turning fourteen already? If I, I have all three of my kids home like one night, I'm like, look, look it's I like Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it literally you're is. Like, you're like the crazy mom that <laughs> It's true. It's true. It's like we're like the best. Some of my most favorite times are when practices have gotten canceled, or there is no practice, or we're just home and like having dinner and talking and like. That's it. I would rather do that than like go on a trip. Yes. It's so nice and it's so comforting and it feels so real. It just feels the way life should be. Yeah. It's those nights and those moments that make you recognize, okay, I have so much to be grateful for. So much. And I just want to sit inside this very normal moment Mm -hmm. and recognize that normal is a gift. Yeah. Yeah. Mundane, normal is a gift. You were talking about that the other night. Some of my favorite things, like I was telling you last night, like literally Thursday is the only night that we're home that it's not volleyball, working, like, and it's just nice to have nothing. Ours is Wednesday night. Like Mm. just nothing. Like this Mm -hmm. weekend, I work all day tomorrow. Harper has a volleyball tournament. Mm -hmm. Kennedy has one on Sunday. We'll do church Saturday night. Like, and then I go back to work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I love like the downtimes. Me too. I really It's my favorite. And you know what those downtimes create, especially if you're proactive with it. And I would say like, don't overdo it. Especially my kids. They will call me out on that every day of the week. Um, If we're all sitting around together, just be like, how's your heart? Yeah. You know, what, how are you feeling this week? What's on your mind? You know, my 17 year old son came in my room last night. I was all set to journal, had my Bible, had my little reading corner, but he had things on his mind and he just started. And it was just like, this is what we're doing right now. Yeah. And I loved it. I loved hearing like what he's processing, how he's handling some things that he's going through. It just, and I'm like, this is, this is worth it. You know, this this is worth all the time, all the effort. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think when we're with our kids, we have moments to not just talk about what's wrong or what they could be doing better, but also just like how they're doing, how they're feeling, what are they thinking about? Um, one, one of those conversations not too long ago, we were, it was you, me and, um, your, one of your brothers, I won't call him out. And he said something, I'm like, that felt loaded. Like what's beneath that statement. Mm -hmm. And, and then he was like, he sort of defended it. And then I was like, 
I think we should dig a little deeper. I, f- I think you're feeling. And she was like, yeah. and then she was like, you're not being honest with your feelings right now. <laughs> so, I love it. Be in touch with how you feel right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah exactly. She was like, I have no problem with being in touch with how I feel all the time. <laughs> yeah, I really don't. And so we, as we started helping him, we got to the bottom that like, he wasn't angry. It wasn't this. He actually felt like lonely. Yeah. About mm-hmm. something. And he was like, I hate feeling all these feelings. We were like, this is so good <laughs> I for love you. feeling this. Well, Let's and feel it's like, it it's so authentic. <laughs> we keep talking about like authenticity. Yeah. And I feel like people are so drawn to it right now. And also a lot of these female artists, like the Taylor Swift. Oh my gosh. You know, Billie Eilish. They are so authentic. It's wild. Yeah. And it's like, it's so refreshing. It's like, thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. They're writing about how they really feel. How they mm-hmm. really feel. Yeah. Like, really. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to them to tell their feelings exactly, but it's not because everyone has felt that way in their entire life. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was telling my kids, everyone has had a broken heart. Everyone has love is about highs and lows. You know, they're falling into these new young relationships and you're going to get your heart broken. Your heart's going to be on fire. You're you're going to win. You're going to lose. You're going to all of it. Yep. It's all going to happen to you. Yep. So you have to learn how to deal with your feelings. Yeah. It's not if it's when. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. And thank you, Taylor Swift, for putting out all those songs that are right on the money for everything that my daughter feels, that I feel still at 48 years old. It's all the same. And it's weird. <laughs> and that's why we love her. Anyways, that's all the time that we have for today. I wish we had another I know. hour. I know. We just need you every week. Just come by. I'll we have something to do here for you. <laughs> podcast morning here at Reverse Gravity. It's awesome. It's awesome. Thanks for having us. Thank yeah, you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Addison, for coming. That was so nice. I'm going to have my daughter listen to this. I know. Me too. Cool. She's awesome. gonna have she's gonna have her own little fan fangirl group. Honestly, that would be a really great idea. A mentor group. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be a good idea. I think there would be. I agree. I love it. Or I'm do just going to send my girls to live with Melody for the next year. I might year do that too. <laughs> Are you taking summertime requests? <laughs> summertime requests. Can we rent spot can during we, the summer? Yeah, we can come by anytime over the summer. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I love it. Well, thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you, Melody. Okay. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for listening to Justice Midgemore. Check out reversegravity.com where you can find our wonderful skincare from vitamin C to eye creams, to retinols, to neck creams, to body tight. We've got it all and you can buy it anywhere in the country. You don't have to be in Redlands now that we are online through Shopify. Come check us out.